Hello, traders and friends. Welcome to the Are You Green daily podcast. Today is Thursday, November 5th, and it's been a really exciting day um, since the stock market has continued to rally. We are uh, getting closer to figuring out who will be the next president of the United States, although they are still counting ballots. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, as well as the top news story today, which was the press conference with the Federal Reserve, which impacts all of us more than we know. The SPY today opened at 349.24, and um, you know it's going to close around 350.68, so uh, about up about 2%. Is it green? Of course it is today with another big rally. Next, we've got the XLK technology sector. It did open at 120.59, but I had to point out the huge gap for uh, between closing. Yesterday it closed at 117.50, um, and so you know with that big gap after hours, I was not surprised to see a uh, g big growth in all of the technology stocks today, and uh, and that XLK is going to close today probably around 121, and it's up three percent. So it is yes very green. And the question everybody wants to know, are you green on my account? Yes, I am. It's really um, exciting to see that, you know, my account is definitely making a turn for the better since, you know, we did have a rough few days there. Um, but I am up over 3% today. So a lot of big gains on my swing trades today. I also entered in a new swing trade that we'll talk about a little later on when we get uh, a little personal and um, and then we are still in the midst mists of some exciting earnings happening so uh, when we get back um, I'll talk about the top news story with the Federal Reserve um, the Federal Reserve uh, news can be a little convoluted and hard to understand so I'm gonna really break it down give you the gist and what you need to know for the market and our economy So let's talk about the Federal Reserve. It's very important for the structure of the bank system in our country that the Federal Reserve maintains a type of independence. This um, reserve is in charge of the monetary policy for the United States. Um, they're the oversight for the banks and an oversight for inflation and a lot of these economic terms. Honestly, I took economics in college. I didn't find it as interesting because I had no money to invest then and I was I just felt so removed from how the economy impacts me. Um, as an adult learning more and more about economics, I am actually glad that I took those classes in college. But basically, just to break it down, the Federal Reserve is in charge of the banks regu regulating interest rates and they have 
some things that they can do to make the economy stable and uh, and to react based on you know what is happening. So obviously, what happened? The pandemic. And so since the pandemic, they have been trying to take all necessary steps to stabilize our economy and. Honestly, so many people have said this. Barron's, Bloomberg, a a lot of news uh, has reported that Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, has done a really great job in keeping everything stable. Um, And it is actually thanks to him that we're not worse off than where we are today. Um, One thing that I just want to emphasize again with the Federal Reserve is that it has nothing to do with the fiscal policy side. So monetary versus fiscal. So Federal Reserve does all of the monetary, that's the banks, um, inflation, interest rates, so on. Fiscal policy is all about the government and you are electing those people to to you know, make fiscal policy that's going to benefit you. Fiscal policy is your taxes. It's you know a, a help to small businesses. It's you know all of those little tax breaks that we have are fiscal policy. Um, and then you know the stimulus is fiscal policy. So it's thanks to you know the fiscal policy that you received that stimulus check. Um, it is important you know that we have fiscal policy and you know that they are balanced and it's really awkward for the federal reserve right now because you know typically uh, they have no control over the fiscal policy and obviously there's been a huge stop in fiscal policy due to the uh you know them not being able to pass a new stimulus bill and now with the election here so it's really hard for Powell to balance his statements because he obviously cannot get any um he cannot get into the politics at all but you know he does want there to be more action in the fiscal policy you know side because he's using everything that he can to stabilize the the economy and we are still a long way away from uh, the goals that we have to uh, get the economy back on track he was honest about that um he did say that he's not out of ammo so whatever that means um basically he's just saying that he the federal reserve has other tools to further help the economy but it is really tricky because he is vocal that, you know, fiscal policy is something that we need, but there's not much that he can do or say. And in fact, as far as action goes, he cannot do anything. Those two policies have to be 100 uh, percent separate. So, um, you know, it what it is really interesting to hear him speak because he's honest at the same time, he's very, very careful to stay bipartisan, to stay out of the politics. He did make an announcement that half of the jobs that we lost in March and April have now been recovered. Honestly, out of everything that he said, um, I, you know, I was happy to kind of hear that he talked about COVID and how we're still, you know, in the pandemic and we're a long way from our goals. But this statement in particular bothered me um, because what he didn't take into account with this statement is how many have dropped out of the workforce altogether. Um, so, you know, it's it's definitely 
good to hear that half of the jobs have that have been lost in March and April have been recovered. Um, but I think that, you know, he could have done more to really dive into that data and also, you know, into the fact that the, our workforce is changing and there are a lot of people that have dropped out of the workforce due to the pandemic. Um, but, you know, whatever. In general, I thought he did a really great job balancing all of the questions and, again, staying in his role of not being political. So that was the update from the Federal Reserve. Um, interest rates are really low right now, um, and he's going to continue to, you know, make uh, make that happen and pull every lever he can to help our economy. So I'm really glad that, um, you know, at least I feel very stable about his role and our Federal Reserve in the United States. Um, If you have any questions, what's really great about that new YouTube channel is that you can actually comment and ask me questions and I'd be happy to go over those on the podcast. The last bit of news that I thought was really interesting is about Facebook. So um, Facebook is actually up today 3%, but it was really interesting to see that they have taken action by removing a group off of their platform. It's uh, very rare that, um, you know, that these social media companies uh, before this election and in fact, back to 2016 would have anything to do with actually, um, you know, uh, monitoring the content. I mean, they had like little reports available, but for the most part, they were not doing a lot to step in. And then as we know, the 2016 election happened. It revealed a lot of problems with Facebook and social media influencing the elections. So this time around, they're trying to do a better job. And this news story definitely caught my eyes. They took down a group that was growing um, and really reaching a lot of people. And this group was about uh, wanting to stop the counting of the votes. It seems, you know, crazy that people are actually protesting against votes being counted. What's the point of voting if they're not all going to be counted? But anyways, um, that is happening due to the political climate that we're in. And Facebook went ahead and took down that group. Um, And they've been, you know, really good about posting warnings, saying that, you know, the election is not decided. There are still votes to be counted. Twitter has done the same. And the results in the market have been up for both of those stocks. I am in a Twitter swing trade right now. And I'm holding that thing for uh, for a while, at least a few weeks. I I really want to see it get up there before I sell. Speaking of my own trades, um, we will be talking about my personal trades in a moment, but let's go into looking at the top movers in the market. Um, today, you know, we've had a, a lot of gains, so it was interesting to see the stocks that have been the losers today. Um, HBI caught my attention and they have been down, they're down 18% today. So I thought that that was a crazy big drop. Um, in fact, I'm going to be looking at the stock tomorrow to see if you know it might be a good opportunity to uh, to buy a little bit. Um, obviously, they have bounced, and it's so cool to look at these because again, my pivot strategy um, is a really great indication of these bounces. So. 
After hours, uh, you know, they were at 13.84, which was right around a weekly pivot point. And then from there, as soon as it opened, it started to, you know, go down and it hit about, uh, you know, 13, which was a pivot point, a weekly pivot, went a little bit lower to 12.98. And then eventually, you know, after holding steady, uh, for a, a few hours, it has been raising uh, and going back up. Um, so I think, you know, it will definitely hit that pivot of 1369. And then I want to see what happens to it after hours to then determine if I want to take this trade tomorrow. Um, this normally isn't a stock I would look at because there's not a big spread. Like it doesn't go from, you know, normally from $14 to $18. So I don't see that big of a, an opportunity for me to gain on a swing, but obviously it's making some big moves now. Now, so we'll see what happens. So keep your eye out. Um, Tree is also down 15%. Not surprising. Um, well, actually, that one is surprising because the banks obviously had a bad day yesterday. This is a lending company, and today the banks are up. And uh, this stock like just completely dropped today. Um, this is not something that I'm really watching. I th- one, I think the stock is a little too expensive. It's you know trading around 290, um, and so for you know for a company with not that much volume, I it's not worth it for me. I, I don't think that I'll be able to move in and out as quickly as I'd like. Um, and again, that's the other thing is the volume with this stock. It's pretty low, so it's not something I would look at, but it is interesting and uh, it could be a good buy for somebody um, who is interested. So definitely look at Tree a little bit more. The last uh, loser we have is ZNGA, Zynga. Um, This is a tech company out of California. I actually put in a buy order today for this stock. So right off the open, it had a huge drop and I uh, was waiting for it to get down to a weekly pivot, which the pivot was around, um, is, is at eight, Point seven, um, and I had a buy order at $8.77. Unfortunately, it did not get that low. Uh, the low ended up being $8.82. So I did uh, miss it by like, I don't know, crazy small amount. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where I thought, well, I could chase it, but that's not in my strategy, right? So I did not try, did not chase it, um, and it did end up having a really big bounce up. Um, in fact, it bounced back up to the quarterly pivot at nine. Uh, 20, which is exactly where I would have sold. So that was a bummer to see that I missed out on that one, but it is still quite down for the day. It's still down 6%, and this is one that I'm going to be watching to see what it does off the open tomorrow. So. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on that. In terms of the upward movements, we had so many stocks that went up today. Great day for the market. Um, but Upwork, UPWK, I mean, it was it's up to date 39%. That is huge. Um, for anyone who owned this stock uh, long term, 
congrats on this big move since it was you know trading around $19 and today I mean the high was $30 and uh, it looks like it's gonna close around $28.90 so um, really huge move for this stock um, there were people today that were talking about wanting to short it if it got up uh, to a little bit of a higher level um, but you know it's hitting all-time highs here so I, I don't think you know shorting is a good opportunity um, I will be watching this stock off the open tomorrow to see what type of emotional moves happen you know if there is uh, a, a sell-off that happens tomorrow a, a pretty it needs to be a pretty large dip for me to be interested I might buy for a really quick long but again I mean it was hitting all-time highs so um, you you know, definitely not going to be looking at shorting that one. Um, another one that is up a lot today, uh, JKS, this huge gain today, 29%. The solar stocks and electric vehicle were up altogether. So, you know, um, not surprised, but this one really flew. Um, this is not something that I would short, um, but tomorrow depending on how the stock goes I will consider a long if it bounces down to like the 65 area so right now it's trading around 71 so I'll keep an eye on that one tomorrow and the last gainer that I thought was really interesting is Yeti Y-E-T-I so excited about this one I couldn't even speak um, this is one of those pandemic stocks because it has done really well over the pandemic. People are buying more coolers and these types of items. Um, and so, you know, this stock has just shot uh, straight up. Um, and even then, you know, today it took a, the largest leap, you know, that it's made in the past four, five, six, seven months, pretty much. So um, it hit a high of $60.93. That's huge. I mean, just to look at it before the pandemic, it was around $31. So um, definitely won't be shorting this anytime soon. And I'm not sure I would go in for a long because I feel like it's a trendy stock and I do try to stay out of the trends. Um, looking just more at uh, the market short term and what big moves have happened that I can take advantage of. Um, speaking of my strategy, let's get a little personal. We've got uh, Billy today, B-I-L-I. -L -I. Um, it was really exciting to see they had a big drop this morning and uh, I love this stock. Um, looking back, you know, I use Thinkorswim. That's my trading platform. It does show me where I've bought and sold things, especially um, when I zoom out to see like the past, you know, 180 days. And Billy, I have traded so much in the past 180 days. Like it looks like almost once a month I enter into a swing on Billy that I can't even be, I'm surprised to see that data altogether. Once every two months maybe. Um, but anyways, this stock is just a favorite of mine. There is the volume that I love. There's 
big spreads that offer so much opportunity to make profit. And in general, I think that this company has a lot of potential. So um, all of those factors combined just make it such a great swing for me. When I saw the drop today, I did go ahead and buy, and my average is 44.80. And um, I'm just really excited for this swing. It's with all of the uncertainty around the election and, and COVID and you know, it's been a while since I've been able to take a trade that I feel like just so secure in. And this just feels like, you know, an old friend coming home. So, um, you know, being able to buy that stock, uh, I just know it's going to be a great swing. So it already hit a high today at 46.37. Um, but my sell target is actually 47 34 and I'm not you know going to lower that anytime soon Um, I'm definitely going to give this trade a few weeks if it needs at a certain point if it's not making the moves I want um, I would consider a sell at the weekly pivot right now which is at 46.84 so I'm not unreasonable I'll take a few dollars but I know that this is going to be a big profit so I'm gonna hold out on it Um, the other thing that has been interesting with my personal trades that I wanted to share is just the excitement of seeing these swing trades that I have going green. And I just wanted to point out, you know, because these swing trades were down, just because they're green now, you know, they're green a half a percentage point or whatever it is, do not, I'm not selling just because it's a little bit green. You know, that is, there's panic selling and then there's exhaustion selling, right? So panic selling is when you make a quick move, it might, or you see a quick move and you panic and you sell, right? Exhaustion selling is when you've been holding a stock for a while, it's been red, you you know, you are gonna keep on holding, um, you have your levels, and then as soon as you see green, because you're just exhausted from holding the stock, you just sell it, which again, is not smart at all because you need to really be sticking to your plans. I don't know if anybody else uses that term, exhaustion selling, but it's definitely an issue um, when it it comes to swing traders or you know casual investors you know they'll be holding something for a while finally it goes green and they go ahead and sell but if you think about it that just means that you've kind of wasted your money because you haven't gotten that return. The whole point of having your money in the stock market is to see a big return as opposed to just having it sit in your savings account. So if you're, you know, if you have money in the stock market, it's gonna it's going red against you. Finally it goes green, you make like you know, a half a percentage point, you might have well, you might as well have just had that money in a savings account. And apparently it wouldn't have stressed you out as much as having it in the stock market. So um, really, you do not want to do this. In the first place, you should not be stressed out about having your money in the market. You should be making smart investments. You should be having plans when it comes to these stocks. And when they go a little green, that's great. But just hold on to your levels. So I just wanted to share that because um, I did not sell any of my swings today, even though they did go green, because I have specific sell levels for all of them. And uh, I'm going to watch them get there. Um, The other two stocks, personally, I wanted to talk about are GRPN. This is Groupon. 
I am in a swing on Groupon and uh, the reason I brought this up is because they are going into earnings. Um, I'm a little concerned because the stock has been, you know, kind of grinding up from when it's, uh, I mean, it's had such a bad month um, and, you know, now it's finally green and, and getting back to the levels where I want it to be. And now we have earnings coming up. So, you know, it might be the case that they will have, you know, a big drop because of the earnings report. And if so, I'm gonna just continue to hold it. Um, this is just more of a long-term swing. I do think that you know Groupon will get back up to those levels that I have to sell. Um, so as I mentioned, my average is 23. Um, there is a, a good pivot point around 23.84, so I might end up end up taking some off at that point. But I did originally have sell levels around 25. So. We'll see what happens with this. Um, and just as I told you guys not to get emotional with your trades, this is one that honestly, like I, I felt that fear of seeing that their earnings were coming up. So I have to give myself my own advice and say not to get emotional on this. And that is the only reason why I'm holding through whatever earnings is gonna bring because I know the value of this stock. I know why and and how I made my original plan and I'm going to go ahead and stick to that. The same goes with Redfin. Uh, Redfin is a uh, swing trade that I've had for a little bit um, less. Uh, I've, I've held it less than Groupon but my average is at 49. Um, it's finally been a same thing grinding back up to the levels I want but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and continue to hold it through earnings. I do have, a, I had a little bit of a stop loss. It's an alert to think about if I do want my stop loss to be around 40. Um, and so, you know, that's just kind of something that I'm gonna have to play as I see it. If I see a huge drop past 40 and then, you know, then I'm not gonna sell because I, I see that that's emotional. But if the earnings go, you know, not badly and then it continues to grind and grind down, um, with no bounce, then I I am considering a stop loss at 40. Um, but hopefully it won't come to that. But this is just some, I just wanted to point out uh, two tickers that you know other people might be stressed about. I'm just looking at the data, trying to not be emotional about it and definitely not uh, trying to panic sell or exhaustion sell or any of that that might lose me profit. Okay, so that's everything for today. Looking at tomorrow, we still have some exciting earnings and we'll talk about that in a moment. It has been such an exciting um, earnings season after third quarter. So, you know, October, there's so much happening. And, uh, you know, this week has also been active, but things are going to start to really slow down, um, which is disappointing because earnings are just volatility. 
and that um, it obviously presents great points for us to uh, profit off of the, the, that volatility. Um, luckily, uh, or unluckily, I guess, the world still has a lot happening. Um, so I don't think that we're going to uh, see a, a slowdown of the volatility in the market due to the election results and COVID. Um, but, you know, this is really one of the last episodes where I'm going to be talking specifically about earnings because, again, they will be slowing down. And then in January, it will be very exciting. Um, so looking forward to that, I'll definitely walk you guys through that uh, earnings season um, at the end of December. But Back to talking about today. Um, after the market today, we have a few earnings that I've got my eye on. We've got EA, Electronic Arts, AYX, uh, Redfin, since I'm currently in a swing trade with them, Net, and Avalara, AVLR. So I'm going to continue to watch those when the market closes in about 10 minutes. And then pre-market tomorrow, I have five stocks to watch. Um, the first one, I would guess I'm more watching for entertainment and not for buying. And it's also more of a warning. <laughs> it's M-I-T-T. Uh, this is a, a mortgage company, basically. And I got burned by them so badly um, when I was first doing day trades and swing trades uh, back in um, in this April. Basically, I just uh, thought that you know the price was pretty low, so I was thinking that I could buy a bunch of shares in this and then um, you know buy and sell and make good profits. But um, the volume is terrible, the spread is garbage, and that stock is garbage. So <laughs> that was pretty much. I just wanted to bash that stock, um, and it's not really to watch. So we've got four others that uh, I actually will be watching off the start of the open. HSY, this is Hershey's. So the reason why I like to watch Hershey's is because they have really great volume and it also is such a reliable like blue chip stock. So um, I know that if I get along in Hershey's, I'm not you know gonna gonna be risking that much. Um, it's a fairly safe trade. So depending on what the levels are for Hershey's right off the open um, and you know in uh, pre-market as they go into earnings, it will depend on um, if I you know go ahead and, and go long there. Um, the pivot point that uh, I'm really looking for is a quarterly pivot at 141.66. So um, if it has a big drop, that might be a level that I buy at. Um, and then there's another very strong pivot down at 140 at 49. So we see, we'll see what happens. Uh, if it does go higher, I will not be shorting that one. Um, then we have CVS and the ticker is CVS. Uh, this is again one I'll be looking for an emotional move and uh, we'll just have to see what comes, but that will definitely be a one to watch along with Saber, um, S-A-B-R. This company always reminds me of The Office, um, but I actually did use this technology uh, 
you know, five years ago when I worked in the hotel industry. So SABR is definitely one I'm going to watch. I am anticipating a drop uh, because of, you know, obviously their industry doing terribly during the pandemic. Um, but I know they, uh, they're definitely a reliable company. The volume is pretty good on the stock. So I will consider, you know, longs, um, but it does have to hit major pivot points. Uh, the first one I'm looking at is a um, quarterly pivot at uh, 574. And then there's a couple of pivots that line up right around a 495. So we'll see if it gets to those levels um, and what the movement is like. And, uh, and, you know, you just have to watch and do what the charts are telling you. The last one is Revlon, R-E-V. This one typically has pretty bad volume, so I don't usually trade in it. Um, but again, I do find this to be a reliable stock with minimal risk, which is what I like. And uh, if it gets to, you know, if it makes these emotional moves right off the open or, or pre-market, I will consider a long. Um, the the uh, the level that I like right now for it is 473, just so you see it's probably going to close around 578. Um, so those are the levels. There's a, a really um, strong quarterly pivot at 473. So, uh, But again, we just have to see what the market gives us. Another thing about tomorrow is that you know we all might be hoping that we get to find out um, who is president. Um, I do want to report that I think we need to continue to be patient on this. Um, Nevada today, you know, basically outlined their uh, legal obligations and they have until November 12th to count ballots. So it, he kind of made it sound like he was going to use up that time um, and take it. So I have a feeling that we will not know officially who's president until then and I'm just like you know gonna wait it out um, but it is really promising to see this huge rally in the stock market and I'm hoping that you know this time of um, uncertainty around the election will uh, peter out and I'll soon feel a lot more comfortable really sizing in and going after those day and swing trades and you guys will be here throughout it all. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, tomorrow is a Friday, so I will be live streaming the podcast on YouTube. Um, I'll include a link below so that you guys can uh, tune in. And since we're right at the closing bell, um, let's see if we can uh, time this right. Waiting. Market should be closing any minute. Stocks are surging for the fourth straight day. That was a headline that uh, CNBC just posted right now. Get your orders in. <laughs> and all S&P sectors are also higher. So it should be an exciting uh, Friday. I must have just seen the clock right at when it turned to a minute. There we go. So the market is closed. I'll see you guys tomorrow.